We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Partner 39M, of 3 years wants to purchase a house without me 38F My partner 39M, and I 38F, have been together for 3 years and living together for 2 in the house he was renting prior to meeting me. Our landlord has made it clear that he wants to sell the house and that we will need to move by spring, summer. We both agree that the smartest move would be to purchase a home since rentals that meet our desired criteria are expensive and he is making a decent salary at this point and we would like to own a property. The biggest hurdle for this financially is the down payment. Neither of us has that kind of savings right now. His parents have offered to help with the down payment, with a caveat, they do not believe in, living in sin, and would not help with the payment knowing we live there together. Come to find out that his parents don't know that we have been living together at all, I haven't met them, they live out of state and are not close to my partner. He describes them as crazy religious types. I am not happy with this. Buying a house with someone is a relationship goal for me. My partner says it's more of a housing matter for him. He has pre-qualified for a loan and wants to move forward with purchasing a house and for me to help pick it out and move in. His plan is to be the sole title holder and not tell him parents that I'm living there, perhaps eventually adding me to the title. He says it will be our house, but legally that will not be true. My income does not qualify for a large enough loan to finance a house by itself. I feel really unhappy and insecure with the idea of him being the sole owner while I contribute to his equity and have nothing to show for it, especially knowing our cohabitation is a secret from his parents. Additionally, our options to buy are limited and we are looking at a fixer, which would require more investment that I may never get back if things don't work out. I want to build a home together, but I feel like this arrangement isn't fair to me. On an emotional level one feel like he is moving forward without me. I want to buy a home together, not pretend that we are. Sad face TLDR, my boyfriend wants to purchase a house as the sole title holder, I feel like the arrangement isn't fair and that he is moving forward without me. Now, in the last segment, you just heard a young lady describe what her agenda was. And her agenda was to do what? Buy a home with someone. What was his agenda? housing. Now, they have to move because the landlord made it abundantly clear. By spring, somebody have to be out. Here's the thing that I want you to keep in mind. If you notice from her perspective, it's all about her interests in a home, more so than a relationship. Kind of funny she didn't mention the relationship so much, outside of the fact that they want to cohabitate, apparently. Now, here's the thing you have to look at. There's so many things wrong with this situation. It's pathetic. Let's go through them. First of all, ladies, if you ever come to a man with this kind of agenda, 
you are by far in a position of weakness. No power, no say. And your vagina is not going to make up the difference. Now, here is the problem for most men with this. They see that if they get a house, she gets pregnant, it will complicate matters because they're not married. Now, secondly, he didn't tell his parents about the situation because he's embarrassed about the situation. He knows that this family will frown upon this. He didn't tell them about her because of one fundamental reason. He doesn't feel as though she's worthy enough to be brought in front of the parents. He already knows that his mother would not approve of this woman, especially being that she cohabitated with him for two years. Now, the main reason, and let's face it, this is coming up is because they're thinking we want to own something instead of renting it. False economy. Reason being, one, they don't have the money to put down on the house. Two, they're going to buy a fixer-upper. Let's think about some of the things that could go wrong with that fixer-upper. It could have pass-through fees and fines on it. It could be one of those homes that they buy at auction, right? Which means that it may need a roof. It may need plumbing. It may need landscaping. They may need to replace the windows in the house, damage in the house. They don't know what they're facing. They could be facing a fat crack foundation. So with that alone, they are at a disadvantage. Because the thing is with the rental, the one thing you don't have to worry about is the overhead and maintenance. Now, another thing. He has failed to tell his parents that he's cohabitating with this woman for two years because, again, he's embarrassed by her. But here's another thing that you have to come to grips with. He's already let her know, I got a filter to filter on my parents. You don't have the money, I don't have the money, they have the money. So, things would have to be done on my terms as far as financing. What he's looking at is just to own the home outright. Makes sense. He's taking a risk. She's just there. A woman with these desires, ladies, can be picked up on any street corner in America. So she's not really nothing special in this regard. Now, the sad thing about it is this. He's placating her and appeasing her by telling her she could pick out the house and the arrangement and all of this stuff. That's of no benefit because she would have no equity because that's what she's looking for is equity in the house. Now, when it comes down to marriage, he already knows that this woman will not pass that smell test with his mother. He knows this by far. Since the mom finds out that they've been living together two years, her bridges are already ripped. And what she'll probably try to do is isolate him from his family, which will never work. Now, what she's wound up with, both of these people are grown folks in their 30s. She's wound up with a mama's boy that never grew up. He's still trying to appease his family. They don't know that he's cohabitating with a woman. He probably came from a sexually repressed family, being that religion was a big thing, and so therefore, he's now letting his hair down and enjoying a good moment. But it's a relationship out of convenience. They both have become comfortable with the situation they're in, and what she wants to do is to take the current situation they're in and not elevate it, but actually make a lateral move into a house that they own. And there's a distinction. A couple of things you need to think about. What if he goes out and cheats on her, gets another woman pregnant? What if she goes and cheats on him and gets pregnant by another guy? 
That'd be a chunk of money coming out of the household for child support, wouldn't it? Also, that child may have an equity stake in the property, especially if it comes from the father, right? So, you have to think about these things. And in common law states, if he moves her in, she'll be considered a resident. You might want to talk to an attorney about this. This could be problematic. Now, being that they both don't really have the means in order to get into a home, let alone talk about fixing it, let alone talk about repairing some of the things that they don't know they have to repair, it's a foolish move on both sides. This is where I would recommend an actual split because she needs to learn responsibility on her side and realize that that entitled attitude of going for a man in order to buy a house with someone is not the answer. So her premise is already flawed. He, on the other hand, needs to quit leading this woman on because that's all he's doing. Now, if he was smart, he'd get into a one-bedroom and give her the option. You can come and cohabitate with me in this one-bedroom. We can save up our money, put it together, so we don't have to go to my parents. And we could go and look at getting the house through an FHA loan at 3%, meaning that if we did that, the house would already be up to standard, meaning that we would not have to go in fixing it up. Now, the sad truth is this. She is giving him the recipe for each struggle in life. Now, once the parents give them the money, they will have to get married first. He knows this. He's not willing to take that chance with her. And of course, she's pissed off because she won't have the equity in the property. Because it's all about the property for her. It's not anything to do with anything else. Now, this is how a lot of women will go get a guy, get him into a situation like that, divorce him, take the proceeds from the sale of the house, if she marries him, and goes on and get another sucker so that she could do the same thing, accumulate that wealth, and then eventually buy her own property and have access to the property that she probably would want out in the divorce. So, the smart move for him would be a one-bedroom. If she doesn't want to be with him, good riddance. You can always find another woman with those same desires. Just, she, she's nothing special. What she has done, she thought she's won him over with the pussy. Next thing is this. He needs to cut the apron string from his parents because once he borrows money from them, they own him. And he knows this. And this is the reason why he's looking right now for his best interest over hers. And rightly so, he should. What she needs to do is to understand that she needs to go out and do her own thing and get her own money and get her own assets in order to come in correct. This is how women get a bad reputation with men. Now, there's another thing here, because he really can't afford this woman. He can't afford to put her in the house. So why is he even with her? The other thing, too, is this. Even so, let's say they were to get together. They were to scrounge up the money. He's got to constantly lie to his parents about not having this woman in the house. What happens when they visit? What is he going to do? Tell her she's a roommate? That's probably where he would go with it. And of course, 
that's not going to fall well on the mother's side. She's going to even think worse of the lady. Here's the thing. Because I had a similar situation that a person wrote in from Yerba Linda, California about this. There was a young couple that got married. The husband wrote me because he was frustrated. And so after they got married, the mother paid for the wedding. The girl's mother did. And what they didn't know, they were trying to save up money to buy a home. The mother had purchased a home cash, straight out cash, brand new home for them. She also had one of the bedrooms customized for her so that when she got tired of living in her place, she could always visit her son-in-law and her daughter. Now, the expectation was they were going to have children. And so she was already staking out a claim. She went so far as to persuade the daughter how to decorate the house to the mother's liking to the daughter's liking and therefore the man felt less than a man because he didn't have enough money in order to purchase the house outright in order to take care of the woman and basically what it came down to the mother shamed him into capitulating and going along with her plans now the guilt she used on him was that you don't make enough money to support my daughter you can't take care of her I have to go and provide her a home. I have to provide the resources. You can help in order to get her to help pay me back the money that I put out for you guys for this home. So, basically what it came down to, instead of them paying a mortgage company, they were paying the mother-in-law with the caveat she could take a residence in the property at any time. Now you see how much control that is. Now think about it in this situation. How much control his parents would have over that situation. He would force their hand to get, they would force their hand to get married, first of all. They'd be expecting grandkids. They'd be expecting the return on the money that they've shelled out to get the down. Not only that, to fix the house up. And let's not mention, let's not forget to mention the mortgage payment that would have to be paid every month as well. So they're putting themselves in the hole. And this is a negative equity relationship. It's a near. And with this, he's dealing with a losing proposition when it comes to the house, a losing proposition with the relationship with his family, a losing proposition with this woman. It's all bad for him. The best thing he could do is get into a one-bedroom apartment, save his money, kick her to the curb if she doesn't want to help him, and he could start out fresh wake have his own damn house with his own money, not disturb his parents, and live the life he wants to live. Now, if she wants to be complicit and help him with that, all to the good. But if not, he should not get so bound and wound up by her vagina and think that this is the only kind of woman he's going to be able to get. Because he's got to fight his emotions from that sexual repression that he had in his earlier years at home with mom and dad thumping a Bible in his face and start to realize she's not the only piece of ass in town that has a brain 
that has a mind and a heart that could actually help him go forward in a positive way. The only thing I see coming out of this is a long-ass struggle. And God help him if they have a child. Now, true enough, she said that he's making good money now. But that's subjective. Good money to somebody is 60000 a year. Good money to others is forty. So, that's subjective. Because, see, he's still at the mercy of his employer. He gets laid off, he gets fired. That mortgage doesn't give a damn. It still has to be paid. Those parents won't give a damn. They want their money back. And the house is not going to hold up on any repairs it needs. So, by and large, the false economy of having a permanent place comes with a cost. And that cost will exceed what they're paying in rent now. So, really, what's the benefit? What's the benefit for the man here? There are no benefits. Everything that she's providing, he can get from somewhere else. And that's just the bottom line. A lot of people don't like hearing that. But that's the way it is. This is how most men wind up upside down and in trouble financially because of decisions made through poor judgment, just like this situation. More in a moment. I discovered my mom is cheating on my dad, they have been together for over 25 years, I, 28F, have recently discovered that my mom, 57F, is cheating on my dad, 61M, with her boss, I was using my mom's phone to send some pictures and had to go to her text messages, I saw messages from her and her boss that completely give it away, my dad does everything for my mom, they have been married for over 25 years, I am so mad and so disgusted, I don't know what to do, do I talk to my mom, do I tell my dad first, any advice will be helpful. Unfortunately, this is an awkward situation that some children find themselves in when they've witnessed infidelity by one parent or the other. This is a tough call. I think something like this would warrant. Let's look at the facts here. If she were to tell her mom about it and give her a warning, it doesn't mean that mom will stop cheating. It just means that she may do something a little bit more discreet to keep it private. Then again, the mother may become defensive and tell her it was none of her business. Now, in any case, the mother is going to be very vigilant with the daughter. She may threaten her. Uh, she could possibly threaten to exile or banish her for some reason by starting something up with the father, making the daughter look bad. Now, it depends on how far she's going into this relationship. See, the one thing you have to remember, when a person is trying to defend something that's wrong, they have to make a judgment as to how important that wrong is to them. 
if the wrong is a situation where they're willing to die for it, they will be willing to go all out, no matter what it takes, even if it means the sacrifice of the marriage and of her relationship with her daughter in order to keep this man in her life. However, we have to look at a few things here. More than likely, the other guy is married. So, that means that the mom would be limited in her scope of expectations for this man. Now, a lot of ladies fall victim to the guideline to them and saying that he's going to leave his wife. Ladies, got bad news for you. When a man tells you that, that's the number one lie a married man will tell a woman. He's not going to leave. And if he does, I looked at one study, and I think it was only about 25% of men actually would leave their wives, and 15% of women that would leave their husbands for another person when it comes down to infidelity. And from what I gather, that number is even lower if the person is already married. So, the likelihood is, more than likely, she would probably end the relationship confidentially if the daughter brought it to her attention. However, if this woman, the mom, sees a future in this man, depending on how much he has persuaded her to stay in the relationship, she'd probably be willing to do anything possible to be with this man. Now, she knows that if she's found out, it's over. But in some ways, I don't think the mother really cares. Because, let's face it, when women get comfortable in relationships, they do something. I'm talking about extramarital relationships. They do something that men do instantly. Women are more discreet about their cheating. Men are very sloppy with their cheating. Because they don't expect the relationship to last long. In this case, she's comfortable enough to allow her daughter to use her phone, knowing that this information is on there. So therefore, she feels as though if it's found out, it's okay. Now, here's another thing that you have to look at. Mom could have deliberately allowed her daughter to use the phone for just that purpose. Instead of her telling the dad that she's involved in an extramarital affair, what would be the best messenger? The daughter. And that way, she doesn't have to confront him and actually deal with the consequences of cheating on the dad. Now, if the daughter told the father, of course, he's going to be irate, he's going to be upset, he's going to want to see her phone, and it's going to escalate, and the daughter's going to feel very bad. Because now, she would feel as though, even though she's 28, that she was the cause of them divorcing or splitting up. The mom probably already knows that the daughter won't tell because the daughter does not want to be the heavy in the situation. Now, the daughter's confused right now, but the best thing for this to take place, and a lot of you are going to disagree with me on this, is to let it play out. 
and let the daughter sit back and observe. Because what eventually is going to happen, the truth is going to come out. It doesn't have to come out through the daughter. It's going to come out through the actions of the mom. See, if the dad found out that the mom was cheating, then it's still within the relationship and they both can contend with it. If the daughter gets involved, she has to choose a side. She loves both of them. And in some ways, they both may turn on her. The dad may not believe her. For instance, he may make up excuses, gaslight himself, give himself a placebo. He may deny it. And that makes her look really bad. In the other light, the dad may take some aggressive action and may do something that's irrational and that still falls on her shoulders. Now, most women would discreetly talk to their mother about this before they bring it to dad because once dad finds out about it, there's no telling how they would react emotionally. I think what the young lady should do in order to circumvent this, believe it or not, would be to take her boss's phone number, send him a nice little message explaining that the mother is married and some of the correspondence she's read was inappropriate. So in this way, by coming from that angle into her parents' relationship, it gives the mother a chance to save face. It doesn't involve the father. The mom will probably be more thankful to the daughter for not disclosing this to dad. And she can still resume her marriage. That's the thing. See, the downside to it is if she snitches on the mom, all bets are off. If there are any secrets that mom has in her arsenal, she will expose them on her daughter. By the daughter contacting him, and she doesn't even have to use her own phone to do this. She could get a burner phone or use one of her friend's phones. Use a, a texting app that is totally unassociated with anyone. And contact him and let him know. She doesn't even have to say that she's her daughter. Because, see, the thing is, anonymity is something that really will make you wonder, especially if you don't know who knows what the two of you do. She doesn't have to come in and try to act like she's her father. She doesn't have to come in and act like she's her mother. She doesn't have to come in and act like she's her daughter. She could just anonymously tell this individual she's married and it would break up a home if they were to continue their relationship. In regards to that, he wouldn't know where it came from. It would spook him and more than likely he would probably lay off the relationship. This means that mom wouldn't understand where it's coming from with them breaking things off. They'd be worried and not know who snitched on him, so to speak. 
and it'll still be confidential. And she won't be walking around looking like the bad person. And who knows? Mom may go out and confess or even talk to her husband. But more than likely, it will give mom the opportunity to erase those messages off her phone and save face. Because what this child is looking for, and I call her a child even though she's 28, she's looking for the best interests of both parents. I know it's a hard call. A lot of people won't disagree, won't agree with me on this because you would think, I'll just tell dad. Dad may overreact. Dad may go get his gun and before you know it, things can escalate way out of proportion. She could talk to mom. Mom's gonna become very defensive. She's gonna tell her it's none of her business. And she's gonna be embarrassed because that set of values that she taught her daughter are out the window because she's not behaving as she reared her. So that could be a problem in itself. But by being anonymous to the guy she's having the affair with, what it would actually do is not harm the family, but instead give him a heads up as to know what's going on. And it would make him become more vigilant and would spook the shit out of him more than anything. But more than likely, he's going to say, if I pursue this, nothing good is going to come out of it for me. Because the last thing they want to do is to be found out. And being that someone else knows about their relationship, that both of them don't know who that person is. The speculation, the fear, will put them in several different directions. And usually when a person spoke like that, they're going to hold off because they don't know who knows what. In this case, she may be more vigilant and be around her husband more, thinking that he probably has found out. The gentleman may be a little bit more vigilant, thinking that his wife has found out that she's cheating with him. So in that way, it puts everyone in a neutral point, and it leaves the daughter without any guilt. Now, again, we don't know how involved this man may be with this woman with their mother. It could very well be the mom's just doing it for some for a size piece action, and this man could be looking to leave his wife for her. So you don't know who's the real heavy here. Now if it's a mutual thing where they both can just walk away, that's fine. But being that the boss doesn't know who contacted him, the mom doesn't have to worry about losing her job. Because someone else knows and they don't know who that anonymous person is. Because see, if mom breaks it off, she'll probably lose her job, and then there'll be a lot of explaining to do. But in this way, she can still keep her job. They just cool down on the relationship, and everything is still copacetic. And that would probably be the best way to handle something like this, and I know the daughter would have to go out of her way to save that marriage. And then later on, after maybe she's retired and moved on from the job, she could pull up to the side and said, Mom, I was deep throat. I'm the one that told 
chance to leave you alone. And the leverage is, she could have told dad. Now what the mom's gonna do is appreciate her daughter for giving her that pass. And unknowingly understand that next time, there will be no next time. And so if she wants a divorce, she needs to go on and be a woman and get it. If not, she needs to curtail those activities. Because see, what you have to remember is, no matter how old you get as the parent, if you're still married to the child's father, no matter how old that kid is, they're still watching you, they're still learning from you. Whether they're in their 20s, whether they're in their teens, whether they're in their 50s, and you're in your 80s and 90s, they're still looking at you for guidance, for wisdom. Because my mother used to always tell me, when you're a child, I'm your nurturer. When you get 18, I'm your coach. When you become 30, I will become your friend. Now, the kind of friend she was talking about was not one where we were kicking in the party and that kind of thing, but a confidant where you can tell her things that you probably can't tell your dad. You can run things by her before you get to dad. And in this structure, there are different levels of trust and expectations. See, when your mom becomes your coach, you come to her with an issue. You're not talking directly about your relationships, but a situation that you're thinking about, for instance. And she'll give you feedback. So will your dad on that. Now, once you get to a point where she becomes your friend, it comes to a situation where you're looking out for her best interest just like you would a best friend. That means asking her, hey, did you take your medication? Hey, how are you feeling today? You become more of that person that's looking out for her best interest. So it's a graduated scale because, see, in that friendship model, you're going to be the person that's morphing into taking care of her as she gets older. You're going to be her caretaker. You're going to be the parent. But you will be the respectful parent. In other words, you will be her friend in the context of her still being your mother. But where you will be able to ensure that she has the best like she gave you. Same thing with your dad. Your dad is a little bit more independent. Because the way the dad's relationship works, he's going to be your teacher, your mentor. And then he's never going to really want to be your child. So he's not going to be your friend in in that respect. He's going to stay more as your mentor until he passes away. 
See, the difference is with that mentor, there's more of a distance than it is with the mother. Because with females, they're more vulnerable as they get older. So kids protect their mother a little bit more. Dad is going to be okay. But, of course, kids will still be loyal to their father and take care of their father. Especially daughters. But the main thing to keep in mind in this situation is that approach I gave him would probably be the best resolution for this. We'll talk more in just a moment. All right, let's see what's in the mailbag here. Please don't get disgusted with me. My name is Sheila, and I'm bringing a problem to you for some advice. It's not directly related to me, but here is the circumstances. I got a call yesterday from my sister's BFF. Now, my sister is married, been married now for 10 years. Her husband is overseas. He's working for a private company and he's coming back. He'll be back in the next four weeks. We were all ready to celebrate his homecoming. Well, until a BFF called me, I thought everything was going to be wonderful. She called to let me know that my sister's pregnant by a guy she had been seeing on the side while he's been away. She hasn't called me yet or told me anything about it. And the BFF is caught between a rock and a hard place. She's trying to figure out a way to stall. Because when my brother-in-law comes back, it's only obvious my sister's going to be showing. Right now, I found out she's two months pregnant. She advised me to come to Los Angeles to try to help her come up with an alibi. There's a bigger problem, however. The guy that she had the affair with is black. Her husband is white as she is. So you can imagine the things going through my mind right now. What I'm wondering is, should I get involved? The reason why I ask this question is because I almost lost my husband twice over her. I covered her one time for her to get caught up in a situation where the guy was overly zealous to be with her. She wanted a one night stand. He wanted a lifetime relationship. I intervened and calmed the guy down and finally got him to go home. The second time, it was a situation where there was a flare up between my mother and her. We have the same dad, but different mothers. Her mother is very, very violent. And so I had to calm that situation down. I'm really worn out with this. And my husband told me to completely stay out of it. I want to take his advice, but that's my sister. We've been through a lot of hard times together and she hasn't been the most responsible person. I've had to take care of her for years. She would always make mistakes when it comes to men. 
This is no exception. Do you think I should call her husband and let him know so it wouldn't be a surprise? This has crossed my mind and it keeps me up at night. I'm headed to Los Angeles now. Flight is supposed to get in tomorrow evening. I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on this? Sheila, somewhere in Maine. husband's right. You need to stay out of it. She has to be her own woman. This is no place for you. The best you can do for her is to pray for her. More than likely, he's going to leave her. And I know you guys wanted to have that celebration with him coming back home. But this is way, 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 way out of your wheelhouse. See, you can only be responsible for a person so long and then they have to be responsible for themselves. It's jeopardizing your marriage. You step into this, I guarantee you won't have a husband when you get back. I just think that you've coddled her too much and she's always had a way out. I think this time around, I don't think she's going to be so lucky. You know, what happens a lot of times, people create a dependency on someone bailing them out. And they get comfortable with that dependency. And so they feel as though they can be more irresponsible as they go along. This is a no-win situation for you, no matter how you look at it. Sheila, I would tell you to tell your sister, first of all, she needs to come clean with you about what's going on. Now, you knew she was seeing this other man while her husband was away. That's going to be a hell of a thing for him to comprehend and understand. Because you got to remember now, they might wind up paying child support to the father of that child. And I'm almost, almost sure, without a doubt, her husband, your brother-in-law, is going to divorce her. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Oh, man. And the girlfriend is caught up in the middle of this mess as well. So she'll be a co-conspirator as he sees it. This is a hell of a homecoming, I tell you. You know, when I was in the military, there were a few guys that came back and their wives were pregnant. A couple of them wasn't their children. There was one lady in particular, I'll never forget it. Her husband was an officer. I think he was a field grade officer. I think a major or something of that sort. And while her husband was deployed overseas, she moved in this boot private. This kid got so comfortable that he would wear her husband's insignia on his uniform. Well, he got caught one day. Got in a lot of trouble. A whole lot of trouble. I don't recommend you getting involved in this, even though I know you want to. It's not your place. You got to learn now how to let go. I take it that you and your sister were probably close because you probably were with your dad at one time. 
Now, what you may want to do is reach out to your father. I don't know what kind of uh, situation you guys got going on with him, but maybe he can be a buffer. You may want to tell him where he can soften the blow a little bit. The worst comes to worse, he probably can take the mantle and deal with some kind of intervention in regards to this. But I would recommend that they go to some kind of counseling. She definitely needs to go to counseling because what's happening here, her irresponsible behavior is based on the character. And the situation now from that is that she's pregnant by another man while her husband is overseas. So you see how the correlation is, right? So the result's going to be a biracial child that's going to grow up in a, probably a volatile household. And I just don't see any way out in this regard. Now, here's the thing that I would say. Apparently, the BFF was her confidential person that she probably only let know about this. But if she's showing already, <laughs> there's not too much she can do. Um, they know how difficult it is for an abortion. I don't know how far along she is. So, it's a tough call. I mean, something like that, yeah, there's going to not be too many excuses. She may just have to come clean with them and they just got to go their separate ways. Now, even if they do so, mind you, the husband may still be liable for child support in the sense that they were married when the child was conceived. In some states, it doesn't matter if it wasn't the biological father. You may have her check the laws in that state or check it, check them out for her to see. And I don't think he may be ready to take on that responsibility, that burden. I don't know if she has other children already or not. But she didn't do herself any favors by cheating. And now she's stuck with this situation. So that guy that she was dating while, you, while her husband was away, I'm just hoping that he is prepared to take on the responsibilities of a father and probably a new man because he may wind up being the only option she has when it comes down to having help and support with the child. This is the risk you run. Fellas, listen well because you could very well wind up being the biological father. I mean, not the biological father, but the paternal father of the child, even though you're not the biological father of the child. Which means that when a child is born, it's going to be accustomed to a certain standard of living. And he will have to maintain that in some sort of way. So even with the divorce... He's going to be stuck with paying for somebody else's child, even though he's married. And I can guarantee you that he will never forgive her for this. But to protect your marriage, stay out of it, let your dad handle it.
that's the best option you have to save your marriage. Oh my God. Wait a minute. Well, let me go on here. All right. Let's see. Clyde writes the following out of Boston, Massachusetts. I've been dating this lady that I met on Tinder now for the last eight weeks. Things have gone pretty well for us. I was over at her apartment the other evening, and there was a violent bang at the front door. Without thinking, I got up and opened the door. It was my bed. It was her place. I should have known better. This big buff dude was really pissed at her. And I didn't know what had transpired, but whatever it was, they were calling each other names that I can't even pronounce. The only thing I know was that I stood in between the two of them, hoping that this guy wouldn't punch me, because if he hit me one time, he'd probably knock my kidneys out of my body. Finally found out what the beef was. I had parked in his parking space, the same parking space I've always parked in, but apparently he was out of town, and now that he's in town, he wants his parking space back. I agreed to move my car, and that's when he started pushing and shoving. We got into a brief spat. I was okay. He never did land a good punch, so I'm happy. I got in my car and I took off. Ever since then, she's been blowing my phone up, wanting to know why I haven't called her back. It seemed to me there was more than just a parking space as the issue. Because he was really angry, as if I had messed around with her or something behind his back. I don't know. I never saw this guy before, but that one time was enough. What are you thinking is going on here? I'm very reluctant to contact her again. I've talked to my mom and dad about this, and it makes no sense for me at 24 to fuck my life up going to jail over a woman. Please tell me what are your thoughts and sentiments about this. Clyde, Boston, Massachusetts. Clyde, there is definitely something more than that going on for him to be that angry. And I understand people get angry over you parking in parking spaces and apartments and that kind of thing. This is beyond that, dude. I bet you, at some point, she and that guy were together. This is one of the risks that you run when you start hanging around a woman's place, especially if she lives in an apartment complex. I always operate on the assumption that she's dated someone in the complex. It's almost rare to find someone who hasn't. This is something that you can't take lightly. I personally would exit stage left like Snagglepuss and never look back because this right here is bad news written all over it. Now, I could be wrong. He could be just, you know, angry about the parking space, but if he was that angry with you, it was more than that far more than that and you've been going over her place none of this has ever transpired then all of a sudden now he wants his parking space I just don't buy the idea of what she's trying to say it's more to it than just that 
And I don't mean to be paranoid or anything of that sort. But once you think about it, it takes a lot to get a man angry. Because what we do, we hold anger in. And for him to unleash like that, because he could have written notes on your car, he could have done all these other things. It didn't have to come down to what he did. There's more there to it than she's letting on. All right, let's see here. Griffin, out of Columbus, Ohio, writes the following. I think I met the love of my life. I met her on Plenty of Fish, and so far, everything is correlating like it should. She's 43, I'm 42. She has no children, I have no children. However, I did discover that there is one slight problem that she hasn't told me about that I found out about through a neighbor of hers when I visited. She has an obsessive obsessive ex-boyfriend. And he's coming over there and he's dropped things off to her place. He's been trying to get her back for months. The neighbor warned me about how violent he could be. I haven't had the displeasure of running into him yet, but I'm sure it would be something else if I did. Right now I'm laying low and she's coming over my place more often, but I'm even skeptical of that because he may follow her over there. She hasn't told me anything about it yet, but I still have my doubts. I still don't know whether or not she's legit or whether she's going to come clean and tell me the truth about this so-called boyfriend. I haven't met him yet, hopefully never will meet him, but I'm laying low and keeping my cards close to my chest. I don't want to have to go out and get something to defend myself. I believe in nonviolence and I don't believe in arming myself to the teeth. Where I live is a very secure place, so I don't have that to worry about. We have security and we have locked doors, but it still bothers me that if I'm exposed to something like this that she has not told me. Your thoughts would be most appreciated. You've done the right thing to protect yourself. You don't need to be macho man. You don't need to prove yourself. You don't need to be an alpha male. The only thing you need to do here is let her stew in her own problems. Ask her about it. If she just kind of brings it up like, yeah, you know, he's, he's harmless or something like that. I want you to understand one thing. She's saying that in order to curry favor with you. A lot of these women will have violent exes and will not tell you the full story on it. And the way you find out is the hard way. Trust me, I've been there. Took a lady to dinner one time, as I've told the story before. And she was up there holding on to me and hiding behind me. And I'm asking what's going on after we had eaten dinner. I was at the valet. And she said that was her ex just drove by. This man had followed us to the restaurant. Now, I just want you to think about this. That man could have shot me if he had a weapon. He could have shot me any time he so desired, standing out there waiting for the valet with her beside me. She decides to reveal all of this, and this was our first date. Yeah, I just need uh, just need for us to get in the car because I, I don't want to have to deal with him. And I'm driving her back home, and yes, I took her ass home. And I was looking at the rearview mirror the whole time. He didn't follow us home. Dropped her off, and she asked me, are you coming in? I'm like, hell, I will. She didn't realize we were done. 
she apologized. Didn't matter to me. As long as I survived to live another day, I knew that the best thing to keep living was to not be around her. So what I tell you, sir, is follow your intuition and self-preservation is key. One a moment, folks. All right, let's see what we have in the mailbag here. Hi, Jocelyn. My name is Albert. I live in the Houston area. Can't be too specific because right now there's a lot of things on my mind. Here's what's going on with me. Hope you can put your two cents in and help me make a decision on this. I started dating this woman about two weeks ago. I met her on date.com. Things seemed to be going pretty good in the beginning. But now I'm finding a lot of holes in her story. A lot of holes in what she's told me about herself. She told me she had her own apartment. I'm finding out now she has three roommates. And they're all male. That was a hard pill to swallow. Then she tells me that she used to date two of them. But now they're just platonic friends. There are certain times I can come over and certain times I cannot based on the roommates having their girls over. I'm just wondering, am I stepping into something a little bit too deep? When we first started talking, she told me she lived by herself. She had her own car, which I found out else was a lie because she was borrowing a car from one of her exes. That's another long story. Her phone is in her ex's name. And it's like I'm stepping into deeper and deeper water every time we talk. We've had sex a couple of times. It wasn't nothing to write home about. At best, she needs some classes. So that's not keeping me there. I genuinely have an affinity for her because I think she's attractive, funny, and witty. But the only problem I'm having now is she's got too many dudes around her. Would I be looked upon as a wuss if I just go and step away from this? I'm 19, she's 22. Alexander, yes, you need to leave her ass alone. This can lead to nothing but turmoil and problems. See, what these women like to do sometimes when they're in this kind of situation is marginalize the intent of the other man. And that's where women get it wrong. You think that that guy is just your friend and platonic and he's living with you? If he has slept with you ladies, trust me, he wants to put his penis inside you again. As many times as he possibly can, until he can't anymore. That's just the way it goes. Now she's overextended herself with her ex, and so she's coming across as if she's got herself together. Whenever a woman tells you she's looking for a man that's got himself together, Usually, she doesn't have her shit together. What she's doing is she's telegraphing you her own situation. So she's saying she wants you to have your shit together because she doesn't. So she's projecting that onto you. And this is what's happening here. You're finding things out as you gradually peel the onion of her life. And before it's over with, you're going to find a lot more things that you really weren't prepared to deal with. It's best to get out now before you really start getting involved with this woman. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to wind up being one of those dudes 
that's probably going to wind up in her apartment. If she's with three dudes already in an apartment, I can only imagine it must be a three-bedroom, hopefully. Please don't tell me it's a two or one. Because nine times out of ten, all of these guys have seen her naked. They probably slept with her already. They probably pulled a train on her. She's probably been double penetrated, triple penetrated, and everything else. The only reason why I say this is because most women who are looking for a man, guess what they don't do? Have a lot of men around. Because that's a deterrent. If ever you ever had one, that is a deterrent. I would say deterrent. That's a deterrent by all stretch. So, at best, what you can do in this situation is leave her alone. And when she grows up and can have her own place, pay her own bills, and have her own things, then you'll talk to her. Till then, leave her in the amateur leagues with those dudes. Just telling you. All right, Margaret writes out of Salem, Oregon. I've been divorced now for five years, 48 years old, proud mom of three, and thank God they're off to college. University of Oregon is my best friend. Now I'm ready to start dating. I met a guy, but I'm not quite sure my kids would approve of him. I hate to tell you this, and I'm embarrassed. That's the reason why I'm writing you. He's only 19 years old. This young man rocked my world the other night. I invited him over for dinner. I met him at the library. He liked the same books I like. He likes James Joyce and other writers. And we started an interesting conversation. It was very engaging. And it got to a point where we started talking about our lives and our romance. And of course, I let him know that I was divorced, but I wasn't expecting a 19-year-old to try to make a move on me. And he looks more mature than 19. Well, I invited him over. We had dinner, had a glass of wine or two. And then I let him ravage me. It was the best sex I've ever had in my life. I'm not going to lie. This young man had me damn near telling telling him I love him. It was just that good. Now I can't get enough of him. He wants to have a baby. I still think I can push one out, but I told him that if we had one, the child would probably have special needs. He said he didn't care. And for some reason, I find it very difficult to tell this young man no. He romanticized the hell out of me. I've never had a guy to do this. My ex-husband was not romantic in any way, shape, or form. He was the manly man. This gentleman is a Casanova. He brought me a spray of roses. He massaged my feet and my back. I literally allowed this man to bathe me, butt crack and all. Yes, he did all of this for me. Massaged me, things my husband never thought about doing. And I know I will not be able to break myself from this addiction, which is him. He's coming over next week and he's going to spend the whole week with me. We're going to get a chance to know each other even better. I just got to make sure my daughters are not around when he comes about. 
because when that happens, all hell's going to break loose. They're definitely not going to approve because they still love their dad. I try to convince them that I'm a grown woman, can make my own decisions, but they still see me as mom. And they don't realize mom has her needs. Your thoughts, please, sir. (sighs) Um, Let's face it, you're in love. See, you're not dick whipped. You're in love because you never had this treatment before in your life. Now, that young man's going to get in trouble because I used to do that same shit that he's doing. What happens is you get this woman to a point where not only does she envision herself with you, with the guy, just like you're doing with him, you can't see a future without him because this is something you never had. And what you have to understand is just as quick as it started, it can end. Now, I don't think he's going to be the one to end it, though. Your guilt and your conscience is going to overwhelm you at some point. Right now, you're enjoying the moment. But let's face it, you're talking about having a baby at 48. That's very risky. Your OGBYN probably will tell you not to do it. I personally think that that will be a stress. Now, I know he wants a kid, and this is going to be a way of you kind of keeping him. Honey, at that point, you don't need to be talking about children. No, you need to tell him that the shop is closed. He's about in the neighborhood 10 years too late. Don't allow this first opportunity to be your own only opportunity. Go forward. Date a little bit more. Mingle a little bit more. One thing he's doing is he's showing you what you need in a man. Something you were missing. But understand, he may not be the catalyst for you to go out there and venture out on a long-term relationship. Because I'm telling you, it's very risky. He's only 19 years old. You're 48 years of age. There's a big age gap, and those relationships rarely last. So I want you to think about this seriously. Because if you don't, you may wind up with your heart broken in many pieces. I'm just telling you. Just for your sake. And it's something you really have to look at. Because what? Let's look at it. Let's see. Uh, he's roughly, you're roughly 29 years older than he is. Hmm, think about it. I want you to think about it. You're an adult, can make your own decision. Let's look at your options. You stay with it. Guess what you have to do now? You gotta weather the storm of your daughters. The ridicule from your ex-husband. The ridicule from your family and society. If you have a child with him, you're putting yourself under more scrutiny. What if he decides to leave? Then you got to trace him down for child support. If you have a child with him. It's going to limit your marketability to other men. 
Just take it for the moment. Don't take it for a lifetime. Because more than likely he's going to move on when he grows up a little bit. Just letting you know. But it's up to you to make the choice. All right. Velma, out of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm 37 years old. I'm at my wit's end. I have two toddlers. No man in my life. And I'm debating whether or not I want to go forward and bring another one into my life. The last two men I've been with each left me with a child. They told me I was a problematic female, whatever that meant. I will admit I'm not the most responsible person. I never had been. I've always had somebody looking out for me. It was either my family, my sister, somebody always made it better for me. And I hate to say it, I really don't know how to be an adult. I'm still learning the ropes of being a parent. And it's difficult. But I'm making it. I'm just thinking that I need a man in my life to help me go through this. Because I can't do this journey by myself. I'm not used to being alone. And right now I feel like I'm the only person on the face of the earth. The baby's fathers have nothing to do with me. They say I'm too needy and too dependent. Do I sound needy and too dependent to you? Velma, Salt Lake City, Utah. Velma, yes you do. And I tell you why. Because you never challenged yourself. See, what you wanted was someone to take care of you. Someone to always make it right for you. Someone to always be there and take the brunt of anything and say that, oh, don't worry, things will get better. Well, Velma, at some point, things don't get better. you got to make them better. And you need to start by picking the pieces up. You have two children to raise. A man is not going to change that. A man is not going to fix that. You first have to fix yourself. I would strongly advise you to go to counseling. To come up with a plan with your therapist on how you plan on going through life. Because going through life the way you're doing now... You're running out of people to really use. And now it's getting to a point that you don't want to use yourself because you feel as though you may be too good for that. Because you're so accustomed to other people falling down on the knife for you. You allowed yourself to get pregnant by two different men. Neither one of them chose to marry you, I take it. So that should tell you how you feel about yourself. You let two men dump come and you'll get you pregnant. You had those children. And they didn't have the dignity to stick around and help you bear those kids. You got to look at yourself first. Another man is not going to do nothing but complicate matters. Then you have child number three. And then that kid has to grow up just like those other two. And what are you going to say when they ask about their father? When they ask about the relationship, when they ask why were they born, when they ask about the situation that you put them in growing up, alienated from their fathers. Because, see, you might be thinking that they're going to deify you in some kind of way. Sometimes kids don't, especially these kids today. 
once they realize that mom made a messed up decision and put them in a messed up situation to start out for and from in life. Some kids find it very hard to get over that and they'll try their best to distance themselves from you because they look at you as somebody that makes poor decisions, which means that these kids won't listen to you and they're damn sure not going to follow what you're doing because they don't trust your judgment. Kids are very observant. So these are things you need to really concern yourself with. You need to get with a marriage and family counselor and find out how you're going to navigate this family situation and then also find out some of the things that you need in order to go forward in your life if you were to get a partner. But first you've got to work on yourself. You're not ready to go out there and get another man. You think you are because that's been the cure-all in the past. But now you're running out of options. More in a moment. Alright, let's see what else is in the mailbag here. Jocelyn, I listened to your podcast. Love your show. There's something that I did the other night that was deplorable. I love wearing clothes that kind of show off my body. I don't mind walking around in a nice silk dress. And I hate underwear. Totally hate it. After all, I have a hot body. I'm 24. I've attached a photo so you can admire me. Well, this is not why I wrote you. I went out on a date recently, and things went pretty good for us, and we had a wonderful time. The guy was handsome. He reminded me of Clint Eastwood's son a bit, just to give you a point of reference. We decided to go out to a steakhouse, had dinner, drank a shitload of beer, and we were on our way back to his place. And I gotta tell you, it was a long drive. I had to go to the bathroom extremely bad. I asked him to pull over to the side of the road. He took me down this road. There was a lake nearby. And he told me to go in and relieve myself. I squatted, pulled up my dress, and took care of my business. God, my bladder felt so good after that LOL. I turned around and he asked if he could go down on me. I thought he was joking. I walked back to the car. He opened the passenger door, asked me to sit there with my legs cocked open. I put one leg over the window and he went for it kind of grossed me out because I didn't have anything to clean myself with. He didn't care. I can tell you, it was a pleasant experience. Loved it. He then tried to unzip his pants and I told him, not here. He then got back in the car and we went to his place. We got there and I decided to go in the shower. He came in with me. It was nothing but just pure, raw, 
carnal sex. I needed some. I hadn't had any in a while, so it didn't bother me that he was going that way with me. I wanted it. It had been three months. Boyfriend had left, and I got tired of using my vibrator. I didn't think about the consequences. I didn't think about any of that at the time. Water going over our bodies. I was enjoying the moment. Afterwards, I got ready to dry off, and I hear the front door open and shut. I looked at him. He looked at me. His eyes got wide as quarters. He took his index finger and put it over his lip and whispered he'd be right back. He goes out. I hear this woman yelling to the top of her lungs at him. And they are going for it. I mean, I heard things break, things being thrown, cursing. And she says, I bet you you have a bitch in here. I had no recourse. The only thing I had around me was a towel. I opened the bathroom door a little bit, and that's when her eyes met mine. I had no idea that I was going to be in a fight. She comes into the bathroom and starts pushing me. Fortunately for me, I was able to hold on to the counter, and she slipped and fell into the bathtub. They gave me enough time to run downstairs and literally try to get my ass home as quickly as I could. I ran down until I got to an apartment, knocked on their door, and asked if I could use their phone. They were kind of reluctant, but the lady did let me in, and she asked me what was going on, and she asked me if I needed to call the police, and I said no. I went on and contacted my girlfriend. She came and picked me up. As I was leaving, I saw my dress, my shoes being tossed over the balcony, and this bitch was upstairs pointing at me, cursing me out still. I barely made it out of there. Thank God I didn't take my purse, cell phone, or anything. I left it in his car. He came by this morning to drop those things off, apologizing with tears in his eyes. He told me that was his estranged wife, and she was coming back home. I felt like such an ass. I didn't even feel like I wanted to be alive anymore. There was nothing I could say. He then asked if he could come over to visit me. I told him no. Told him it was over. It was really pathetic watching this man cry at my feet, begging me to take him back. And I had to tell him, I had to run out of your house naked with a towel, running for my life. I'm not proud of that moment, but I would say this. The sexual part of it, I enjoyed. The rest of it was a nightmare. Oh my God, lady. Mm, mm, mm. 
I'm looking at your photo. You're very attractive. But see, here's the thing about you. The only reason why you're attractive, you have a nice face, nice hair. Buddy, it's just like an average woman you see at Walmart. But what you've done, you got the plunging neckline on the dress. And it's very short. It barely covers your crotch. So what makes you attractive, really, is the way you're dressed. That's what it is. You're accentuating the things that you want men to see. But honey, let me tell you something. If I were to go out on a date with you dressed like this, the first thing I would think about is what he thought about with you. Sex, and that's it. And I hate to say this, but... It looks as if you're one of these type of women that you're down for it. If you dress like this on a date, it's like you're down for sex and that's it. You wouldn't be someone that I'd even look forward to as far as having children or family. It would never get that far mentally. This right here is nothing but just sex and that's it. Now, there's a lot of guys out there that would love to be with you, I'm sure. Hell, I'd be one of them. But the only thing I would say is this. I would more than likely wear about two condoms on you. One, because I'm not just going to get in there one time and quit. No, 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 no. This will be double digging. And see, I'd need a second condom because the first one's going to break. I already know that. The second one, yeah, that's the one that's going to save my ass. And I can tell you, you need to check yourself for STDs and everything else because you wouldn't you let this man go in you raw. And he took a risk. He still had a woman that was in his life that he was still married to. You were fortunate to get out of there. you to think about it because you don't value yourself enough. That's the reason why you wound up in that circumstance. You got to look at how you see yourself and you see yourself as a sex object. Now, I wouldn't be surprised and I don't know you from can of pork and beans in Tennessee, but I'd be wondering this. I'd be wondering whether or not you were abused sexually at some point in your life to be so carefree like this. Now, this, of course, doesn't apply to all people that are sexually aroused easily. But I will tell you that, judging from what you've written and what you've sent me, yes, I would assume that. And this is the one reason why a lot of men don't take women who've been abused, I hate to say this, sexually, they don't take them seriously. Even when they say stop, even when they say um, something to the effect of, well, I just want a relationship. I don't want just sex. But if you're exhibiting that, that's what that man is going to pursue. We only follow your lead. Now, in no way is it to say that a woman who's been sexually abused should be abused again. By no stretch. But what I am saying is that you have to be mindful of how complicit you become after you've been exposed to that tragedy. 
because some women can't differentiate the trauma from their own personality. And they incorporate that trauma into the way they behave and treat themselves. And this is what you've done here. No woman in her right mind is going to let a man eat her out by a lake at night after she's finished using the bathroom and then go to his place and just willy-nilly have sex with him right off the bat. Very few women do that. You have to check and see what's going on with you. What triggered that? True enough, you said you, you know, your boyfriend, I guess you guys haven't been together for about three months or whatever. But see, you use it as a qualifier. That's not an excuse. You got to find out what the trigger is. I would recommend you go to therapy to find out what that trigger is within you. Because you put yourself in a very dangerous situation, even by the lake. You don't know that man could have cut your ass up and buried you in that lake. He wouldn't have buried you, he would have drowned you, probably. You don't know. You took a hell of a risk. Be thankful you survived it. And show your appreciation by going to therapy and taking care of yourself so that you won't expose yourself to this kind of behavior again. For your own good. All right, let's see here. Jeffrey, out of Athens, Georgia. I met this girl a few nights ago on Black People Meet. When I got to Waffle House to meet her, it was not the same woman. At first, I started to just walk past her. She probably wouldn't have known who I was because I wasn't wearing my hair the way I normally do. I shaved everything off and I wore a ball cap. She was expecting some guy with dreads. I went on and my better judgment told me, let me go and at least say hi to this lady. And when I sat down and did, everything on her was fake from my head down to her feet. Hair weave all over the place violet contact lenses, long acrylic nails that looked like shark fins. It was just pathetic. She didn't look like this in the photo. She had none of the stuff on. She actually looked better without it. We talked for a bit. She ordered a hamburger and fries. I did the same. We sat down there and there was nothing between us that even made any sense. All of that sensual talking on the internet meant nothing. When we actually met that night, no chemistry, no sparks, no nothing. The only thing she did the whole night was send the food back complaining about pickles, complaining about too salty on the fries. It was always a complaint. And I just said, good night, paid the check, was I wrong for doing that? She called me up today crying, wanting to see me again. Said she wasn't herself. There were some things she was going through. I don't really want to be bothered with that. And I just told her, there are other dudes out there for you. And she said she wanted me. My other side of my head is thinking, and that's the other head 
just thinking maybe this would be a good time just going to hit it and quit it. But then again, she might be so desperate that she'll be willing to do anything. And that's what will probably hook me. I got duped like this before with another chick. This girl let me do everything in the world to her, including her girlfriend. But I'm just wondering, am I walking into a trap with this? I'm only 18. I haven't fucked up my life yet. My brothers have. Both of them in jail. I got another one that's on child support that might be going to jail. I don't want to be like them. Product of a single parent household. Mom tried her best, but she really didn't help us much. Any ideas? Yeah. Don't mess with her. Because, see, here's what's going to happen with this. Just to give you an idea. She's going to try to win you over with sex. Because, see, she oversold herself online. A lot of people do that. They oversell themselves by the way they look, by the things they claim they've done, the things that they claim they're doing. And the problem was... She thought that by dressing up the way she did, that it would make her more attractive. But it did the opposite for you. And apparently you like what you saw initially. Now, here's the thing I will warn you about with a woman like this. If she gets her claws into you, just like the other girl did, where they'll do anything to keep you, shit, she'll eat pussy, whatever it takes to be with you. You have to understand. She's not going to let you go out of that relationship unscathed. So that was your warning shot. That date at the Waffle House. You may not get another warning shot before she starts getting into your life and start doing all kind of crazy things. Because here's the thing you got to realize. When a woman is chasing you that hard, there's something wrong with her. Because women have a larger variety of choices. That they don't have to be desperate for a man. Now, it may be somebody she wants. Like in your case, she wants you. And they will be a fool for you. But a good man could come along and they'll treat him like shit. Now, you did a little catfishing yourself by cutting all your hair off. And I know why you did that. Because some guys do that. to throw the woman off to see if that's the person that they wanted to meet. I want to get that once over and then go over there and then sit and talk to her. Well, you knew you you weren't into it when you saw her initially, but you went on through with it. Now, I know good and well you're going to wind up screwing this lady. I don't even have to worry about that. The only thing I tell you is to be careful. You got your brothers as examples you admitted openly that your mom didn't really help you out on that side as far as relationships. Most of the women missed the mark on that when they rearing their son, unfortunately. That's where dad comes into place. Mom will teach you how to treat a woman as far as the etiquette and all of this stuff. And she'll tell you about how women can be ruthless and all those things. But what do we do as men? That's our mom. What does she know, right? 
So when a man tells you something about that, you listen a little bit more because he's already been through it. Even though women know other women very well. But we discount that. And I think that's where you are in your thinking with this. Don't be a statistic, man. I'm just telling you. Don't be a negative statistic. received an email and I'm not going to read it but I'm going to just give you some of the details from it for you to make your own assessment alright a couple in their mid 20's they're both working two jobs the husband well boyfriend and the wife they're not married they have no children together times are really tough they financed two cars that are 2016 and both of these vehicles have a selling price now of about $22,000. Now, the problem is they have signed contracts for 9.5% interest on both vehicles. The cars both have 80,000 miles on them originally. The problem is the car payments combined are about $900 plus a month. With insurance, they're talking about $1,300 total with everything. Now, they've had some car maintenance issues that they've had to take, take care of. They're living in a one-bedroom apartment, and they're working doggish hours for little wages, to say the least. Student loan debt, credit card debt, they have all of that. So what the young lady decided to do on the side while her husband is at work on his second job, she comes home and for about four hours, she's on OnlyFans creating videos and uploading. She has a membership base of about $75 a month with about 1,800 people subscribing. She doesn't want to blow her cover because her husband doesn't know that she's doing this. And she's gradually paying bills off. And the husband is amazed how miraculous the payments are being made on things. Now, I mean the boyfriend, not the husband. Now, the thing is, she's gradually paying these bills off out of her account. He doesn't have any clue so the car repairs were taken care of. A few other bills have been taken care of. They have the cable, the best broadband internet in their area, etc., etc. He's starting to ask questions now. And she's lied to him about working overtime and making more money than she's actually making on the job. He's not complaining because the money's rolling in. Things seem to be going fine. Now her dilemma is whether or not to tell him what she's doing. Now, she's not doing anything with any other person. It's just her masturbating, wearing a mask on the site. I took a look at it. She's got the chops in order to do it. And she's trying to figure out a way to tell him. And she's wondering whether or not she should leak this information to a girlfriend to tell him. 
or whether or not she should just tell him outright. But she knows if she tells him outright, he's going to be very upset because he has an image to uphold of being the provider, the macho man, the boyfriend. Her plans are to accumulate enough money so that they can move into a double-wide trailer in their community and to eventually pay off the cars. Now, the only thing is, she's been doing this for the last 10 months and he hasn't noticed anything outside of the improvements on the bills being paid, cars being repaired, that kind of thing. But now she's at a crossroads because he's changing his hours so that he can have more time at home with her and is kind of putting a cramp in her schedule because now she has to make the videos at a different time. But she's deathly afraid of him finding out. Do you think a relationship is worth this effort? Would you do this, ladies, for love? I personally think on this particular situation that she's doing this more out of a lifestyle choice that she wants. She wants to live better. She wants to make more money. But she can't leave her two jobs because if she does, she's going to attract suspicion from him. So far, he's been buying into everything she's saying. But in the end, there are going to be consequences. What would your thoughts be on this? Leave us a message. Anchor.fm backslash romantic truth backslash message. We would love to hear your comments. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.